Pelicans lose 100 to 96 to the Heat. They have lost seven out of their last nine. Got Ross, uh, Jarrett in studio. We got Chaz and Chris Connor joining us virtually. Let's get into the show. All right. Um, as I said before, Chris, five, uh, Ross and Chaz joining us. Uh, we're just going to skip through everything. Let's just get. We'll start with you. <laughs> start with you five. There's gonna be a lot of different opinions here. Um, the call of the game, I guess you could say, was the five second call uh, on Dyson Daniels. Some people say it was four seconds. Some people say it was five point two. I said it was five point two. Well, actually, I'm sorry. The league said it was five point two seconds. Um, Jared, what did you see uh, in that last, I guess, twelve seconds, especially with the Dyson Daniels inbounds play? And uh, refereeing aside, like they're gonna call what they want to call. Bill Kennedy, he's been in this league for a long time. I mean, you can see him him gesturing. Like, he's counting even with his fingers how many seconds. Probably saying it aloud. Yeah, he got the five, really. Maybe the, the fifth second was very demonstrative or probably quick. But even with that, if you're dicing down, you have, you have to know in that situation if you're your first, um, you know, your first object, you know, the first person you're supposed to throw the ball to, if that's taken or your second um, option is taken, you know, call timeout quick. You have to know that in that situation. You have to know how many timeouts when, you, when you're taking the ball out because the ball's in your hands. You, you're a point guard. You've played professional basketball for at least three years now. You've probably been in similar situations like this. You have to know that. You have to. Let me ask you this. You've refereed a lot of games. Uh, you mentioned counting. Is the ref counting out loud? In that moment, especially with like 12 seconds left, don't the refs actually tell you one, two, yeah. three? Um, I kind of had a had a position where it's like if I was counting, maybe the first two aren't as loud, but probably when I got the three, three, four, beep. Like I'm not saying five. My whistle's saying five. So, you know, if you if you're not if you're not on your P's and Q's, you know, I'm not giving you a six second or five and a half. No, it's five. Yeah. And by then, you know, even even as as people, you know, we don't count full seconds, right? Usually, it's longer than a second. So, the fact that he got the you know league set five point two, that makes a lot of sense that he got the five point two and, and called it. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I I've been uh, on Twitter and I I said this on Dyson Daniels, uh, Ross. You're you're actually uh, thinking it's not on Dyson, more on the referee. Uh, what did you see there? You said he had a quick five. The league says he didn't have a quick five. I mean, what did you see there? I mean, <clears throat> I, look, five said it best just now. I, I, refereeing aside, I, I don't think, you know, you watch a lot of NBA, game, NBA games. I do watch a lot. Uh, I, I thought it was a quick trigger. I mean, I, I thought at first off he started counting. I mean, kind of like nonchalantly gives them the ball and then is into like a one immediately. And I mean, it's fine. Like if it's five seconds, five seconds, that's, that's fine. Um, I, I, I don't see it get called very regular. I mean, I think you see a longer count a little bit, um, but whatever. It is what it is. Like, if, if he's standing there, you, you've got to – he's got to have a little bit better awareness. I, I have a much bigger issue with your head coach not helping you out in that situation um, because he's, in theory, watching the game, standing next to a, an official too. Uh, and I thought the play we drew up gave us – like, there was just no – I mean, the only secondary option was to call a timeout because whatever we drew up took forever to, to get into – and also just sucked, like what, what, like we never got into it. Um, and the, so it was either – I mean, it was going to be a turnover if he inbounds it. So I don't know. It, it's half Dyson not being aware of what's happening there, and the other half is the coach got to help us out with either maybe calling a timeout for me or let's just draw up something that's not dog shit. Cole, can you bring up the play, actually? I'm going to get to Chris and Chaz here because I want, I, want, I want to see the play. Let's go to the last, <laughs> the last uh, call here. Okay, so there's the five. There's the five second call. All right, so I'm gonna kind of walk you through what I think. Uh, I'm gonna walk you through what I think was kind of the call here. It's supposed to get into Herb, and then you see Larry uh, in the corner and CJ going to the right wing. What was supposed to happen? Thing is, Herb gets the ball, and either they're gonna run somebody off, and Herb either kills it and goes for a layup, or Larry Nance is gonna set a flare screen for CJ there and go for three there in the corner. What I'm a little, what I guess I don't understand, and I'm gonna get Chris and uh, Chris in here and then Chaz. Uh, you have a rookie inbounding in which we've already seen him in late game situations 
uh, you know, he, he missed two free throws in LA, but late game situations, he's, he's a 19 year old. That's a lot on a 19 year old. The second thing I didn't like is Willie Green should be standing next to that referee on the far side over there, just in case if the if Dyson doesn't realize that he can't get the ball in, then Coach Green needs to be like, hey, timeout right there. Um, Chris, what did you see uh, in that sequence? Uh, I think a lot of things went wrong there. I mean, as everyone does, it's, it's on your coach to uh, to call a timeout at some point. Maybe someone else on the floor called a timeout. Maybe Dyson called a timeout. I, I just think that's just a combination of, um, of bad actions that happen there all at once. And it's kind of a culmination of what this team has been going through in this latest rough stretch. And, yo, man, I mean, it, you know, it sums it up. I, we could, you could point at different things that you were supposed to do right or who should have called the timeout. Right now, things aren't, aren't going this team's way. And um, this type of loss, this type of ending just adds to the frustration that we've already been seeing. Yeah, Chaz, go ahead. I think this is a, I mean, this whole conversation is a waste of time because, all right, they don't, they, they turn the ball over there. Had a gluttony of turnovers to end the second half. You get the ball back in the same scenario and you still lose. You're just gonna lose. Like <laughs> you're just gonna lose. Uh, uh, Dyson, uh, they say he turns it over there. Uh, he forces a turnover on the opposite end. Same uh, ATO, another ATO opportunity with Herb inbounding this time. CJ takes a good shot, misses it. You lose the game. I don't think the refs had nothing to do with the outcome of this game. And I just think I think that play was totally inconsequential. Go ahead, Jared. No, it just kind of reminds me of the Saints versus Rams kind of thing, right? Eventually, you got to stop blaming referees. Like yeah. that's where I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm over the whole yeah. thing. Does that you make sense? Four, like, you got 48 minutes to win the game. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Did like, the referees blow a 16 point lead and have six consecutive turnovers there late in the second? No. Um, also, you know, people are talking about well, Dyson got it in with four. You know, after the four count, Kyle Lowry. The next possession called a timeout after the ref after his third count. That's a veteran. That's a six-time NBA All-Star. It's an NBA champion. It's a rookie mistake. It is what it is. I understand. Dyson Daniels had a great game today, but at the end of the day, Dyson he hit a good game. Sorry, he had a good game, Jared. I mean, he had a productive game today, and also you waste a really good Larry Nance performance. Uh, but Jared, I mean, you love going for the win. And I'm glad uh, Chris brought that up or Chaz brought it up. Did you like CJ's uh, three-point attempt there late in the game when Jimmy Butler reached on the foul? That was foul, but uh, CJ's three attempt. No, I, I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Go, you're on the road. You know what I'm saying? What Going to overtime, you, 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 your back's against the wall. You, you lost a couple games. You know what I'm saying? You, you need that. And, and if I'm CJ, yeah, I'm pulling it every time, and I don't care about, about the result. I don't care if I miss I, I I'm trying to win now. I'm not trying to go f- go into overtime and play this. Like I'm already dead tired. I'm already logging a lot of minutes. Zion and Brandon aren't playing. Nah, I I'm not trying to see this again. No, no, no. I'm trying to do this now, end it now, and get it out the way. So yeah. I don't mind it. Ross, you think CJ's tired? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I think he's. I, I mean, I think he's just a little worn down for sure. I mean, it's a lot on his plate for the last three weeks or whatever it's been. I mean, yeah, I think he's a little worn down. And and it's like it's half he's a little worn down and half of like it, it doesn't take a like a rocket scientist to watch any game of our last two weeks and be like, yeah, we we just not going to let CJ beat us. Yeah. So in those situations like, yeah, you're getting Jimmy Butler. Like you just you we're not you're not going to beat us. So somebody else, whoever, one of you other cats. Like that's just a it's like a heavy load of I mean, you guys talked about it before we went on. A lot of time I mean, getting doubled like they're just not letting letting him get the ball. That's what led to a lot of these turnovers. Like, I mean, I think mentally and physically, yeah, he, he he needs he needs somebody he needs some help. When you say help, you mean Brandon Ingram, correct? Yeah, I, I look. I said three or four games ago. I think every game we lose until he comes back is Brandon Ingram's fault. You want to blame the referees or whoever else? I'm not. I'm blaming Brandon Ingram. You think he's trying to be back? I mean, I, his, I, I yeah. I, what what the hell's yeah? This thirty games with a bruised toe. Like unless it's something else. I don't know. I'm just going off it. Like, if he's got a bigger issue, that's cool. I mean, but lack of, you know, anything other than that. Yeah, like, I think I think it, this is an egregious amount of time that he's missed for this. How many Unless games, it's something bigger. How many games total has it been? Is it close to 28, 30 now? I think it's – is it 28 straight or something? I think so. I think so. It's, yeah. 
Chris, does, does Brandon fix these problems? No. Mm, I, I don't know if he fixes all of them. Um, I mean, right now, I mean, like you can't fix some of the some of the decision making. You can't fix, um, you know, um, the one person coming back, another person getting getting injured. You can't you you can't fix. He can help. He can help. But I think right. I think right now, um, a lot of people like in this game against Miami. If you were, if you went up by twelve, or I think they were up, I think the 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 largest amount 16. of they were, like yeah yeah sixteen. If you were up by sixteen with Brandon, you'd be you would have been happy right on the road with the way that this team's been playing. Um, but again, similar to what we saw in the Brooklyn game, similar to what we saw um, in the Orlando game, and 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 some other games, they just they're getting up by a certain amount of points and eventually things catch up with them. I think Brandon makes it easier. Brandon helps it. But to say that he fixes everything that's going wrong with this team right now, I don't think it's that, it's that simple. A combination of Brandon and Zion, it definitely, I think it definitely helps in fixing, but no, I think it's bigger than just one person at a time. If CJ's this tired, you need more than just one person back. You need consistent reinforcements and, um, other guys have to have to end up playing better to go with that. Yeah. Um, Chaz, you know, they've lost seven out of their last nine. <sighs> I see a big grin on your face. Is it, is, is it time to make a move now? Not wait till the all-star break. Cause I don't know if this team can keep up like this going to the all-star break. I know they're supposed to get Brandon Zion back, but we might get a Zion update here in the next couple of days, but, but um, go ahead. I think the thing people miss, even when we had Brandon and Zion together, they weren't playing that good. Like, they were beating, like, mid-tier teams. You know, they were winning more often than that. The best brand of basketball this team played is with Zion alone versus, you know, Zion and Brandon. So, if Brandon comes back, it's like, yo, you needed reinforcements since this offseason. And personally, I don't blame Brandon for what's happening. For one, because, you know, it's impossible to know what's going on with it physically. And for two, dude. Like, let's take the Magic game, for example. Okay, Brandon, let's say he's hurt, right? Even a guy like Devontae Graham, who people blame a lot, right? Let's take him out of the equation. You have the eighth pick, the 13th pick, sitting on the bench. They, they when they Or when they do play, they're not worth a damn, right? Or darn. They're not worth anything. Like, you know, there's no benefit to you. You missed so many times in the in the first round. You you punted most of your reinforcements already. Now, if I'm, you know, yeah, it's time to make a trade because even if you get this, even if this pick, if this pick one uh, was the third pick, right? Let's say it was it was outside the top two picks. This Lakers pick that we're talking about specifically. If it was the third pick, do you trust this front office to evaluate the player, draft the right player, and like develop him? I know I don't because they haven't proven they can do that. So anything outside of Wimby and Scoop, trade it. And even if it is Wimby, do you trust a guy with that body and frame to come to this team and be healthy and like get the, the you know the medical attention that he needs? No. If you keep this pick. And, you know, it's the top pick. You need a total staff, medical. You need a medical and coaching staff overhaul. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to make the same mistakes we've made, we've made the last four or five years, however many years. You know, we're not going to make the same mistakes with this new guy. So, yeah, it, it's time to trade the pick and make a move, man. Well, I get to our next segment then. Uh, I posted a Twitter question today. Um Cole, you can bring that up. It's the uh, David Griffin, the David Griffin tweet. Um, I'll start with you, Five. This is an interesting question. Uh, are you trading your Lakers swap for 2023 at the deadline or keeping it? Um, we'll go with you first. Am I trying to win? Yeah, there's a lot of mixed. Uh, there's a lot of mixed answers here. You are trying to win uh, okay. well, this year. If I'm trying to win right now, because my window is just so slightly open. I, I have to trade that pick. If I'm trying to do right by the people that are here, and I, I made the trade for CJ McCollum thinking that that helps my chances. Now knowing, you know, the inconsistency of, you know, of health 
to the other stars. Like I need somebody else that's competent that can play within a system and, and get us a win. Right. Cause when it comes to the playoffs, like this is going to happen again, where there's going to be double teams of CJ McCollum or Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. Um, and you don't know if the others are going to be there, like are, are going to be healthy enough. So you need somebody else that can be, you know, a, a player that, you know, can get you 30 just one time or can get you 25, two nights in a series. We need that. And currently we just don't have it. We don't have it from the others. And again, this isn't a diss or a slight to Najee because he's played amazing. This isn't a slight to Larry Nance because he's been amazing when he's been able to be on the floor. And, and even Jose. Like, no, you need you need somebody else. You need somebody that can shoot. And as Marlo Stanfield once said, the price of the brick is going up. Each brick we shoot, that price is going up. <laughs> that's well said. I never heard that say. That's that's a that, that's a good one. Because uh, Christian Clark, uh, if you could pull that up, Cole. Christian Clark came out with an article today. I'm gonna get Chris's thoughts here, and we'll go to Ross and Chaz. Because um, he talks about uh, early indications are pointing to the Pelicans not parting with it. Uh, the Pelican sources said would be more inclined to move it after the draft lottery when other teams know exactly what when the pick will be. Uh, Cole, and then if you can bring up the other the other um, statement here is uh, basically they're operating, you know, for Victor and, and things like that. But if they would declare that they were swapping it first, that means that the Lakers would then get the Pelicans first round unprotected pick in which, say, the Pelicans then go on a downward spiral there after the, the all-star break. That's that's a risk you're willing to take. Uh, Chris, does that hinder your does that comment right there from from Christian Clark's article on NOLA.com, does, does that kind of make you question to move that pick or are you still are you still ready to move on? Uh I mean I think it's all about context. I mean I, I wouldn't just trade the pick to like to for a lateral upgrade. I wouldn't trade it um as we currently stand for um anything other than a someone close to being a friend's all-star because um if you don't get more than 10 games or if you don't get a certain stretch of healthy games between your core to begin with, then more than likely whoever you trade for is really not going to make that that much of a difference in, in regards to your, to your long-term goals to begin with. And I think, you know, the, that, that Lakers pick, while I don't, it's going to be curious to see where it ends. And I, I don't think that you um, are looking at a top five pick, you know, I don't know if even top eight, like it was last year is, you know, where you're at, but, I do think that the, you know, that situation with the Lakers relying on as great as LeBron James has been someone who is what, 38, 39 years old, a lot of miles, Russell Westbrook, a lot of miles, a, a physical style of play and any type of any, any waking second, even with Anthony Davis returning, it can end up having him injured. Um, it still can be a powerful asset in which you may be able to do a little bit more and be more flexible with it once you know what you have. It doesn't mean that you don't trade it necessarily, but I, you know, I wouldn't trade it for say like a Gary Trent Jr. If you could, if you can trade it um, and it can help you add someone with a little, with a higher ceiling than that, or someone that that's a better overall player, um, then I would, you know, I think it's contact at the end of the day. I'm just not trading it for, you know, an average or a, above average upgrade. Okay, Ross. <clears throat> yeah, I, I pretty much agree with Chris. I think um, th- there's just, you know, I didn't think we were a, a true champion chip contender this year anyway. Um, coming into the year, I think we, we played really well in a stretch there where we everybody got really excited. I, you know, I still had questions about, First time getting in the playoffs, like I, you know, I, I'll, whatever. I'm not. I won't go on a long conversation there. But if I move it, it's got to be somebody that's in that window, like that we've been talking about, which I think is like next year to maybe 2026. Um, somebody that will be with you during that time as a contributor, as a long term sort of upgrade over what what you might have. Uh, I think I think moving that pick for some somebody that kind of halfway props you up this year, you know, maybe gets things back afloat a little here over the next few weeks. Like, I just don't see any value in that. I mean, I still think 
we'll get guys back at some point. We'll make the playoffs. Hopefully, we continue to get a little better. Um, but it, but if I'm moving it, it's got to be for someone that raises my ceiling next year and the year after, and maybe the year after that too. Yeah, Can Chaz. Yeah, well, that's how I was, I was coming to you. Um, because uh, what I was um going to say to you is because you've been kind of advocating for making your big splash in the off season mm-hmm. after Christian Clark's. Because you've also talked about moving off this pick. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you see you know, moving forward here with these, you know, next couple of weeks? Because David Griffin has a, a, a – he's got this, and then he's got the 2024 swap. Is that correct? Yeah, he can, he can defer it to the 25. Okay. Yeah, um, go ahead. Again, I, I'll say this to uh, double down on this point. Um, well, firstly, I'll say this. Firstly, I'll say this. If – Brandon does if this team is a play-in team or they they fizz out fizzle out in the playoffs, you don't have to worry about moving picks because you're gonna have a bunch of picks coming in from when you trade Brandon this offseason. I'm I'm just saying the quiet part out loud. Like things don't go right this year. Brandon more than likely is up out of here. So you're gonna have some picks coming in. So don't you worry. You're gonna have plenty of picks. <laughs> and you think it's it on the table right now. You think you think be- Oh, yeah, you this team fizzles out this offseason. I think Brandon's out of here. I think Brandon's out of here at minimum by the deadline. Why? 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 Minimum at the deadline. Yeah. at the No, I'm talking about next year. Like, I think – I'm sorry, at, late, at the latest at the deadline next year. You saying why? why? Yeah. Well, for one, Brandon <laughs> – look, I, I just have to say it. Brandon's not good enough to get away with not playing games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Brandon, Brandon's a, a kind of like a Danny Granger tier type guy at this point in his career. You know what I'm saying? All-star reserve guy, not an all-NBA guy. You know what I'm saying? You can't get away. You're, you're not a, he's not a Tatum-level, Kawhi-level player. You know what I'm saying? He's not even a Paul George-level player. And, you know, I would say, okay, if, for example, if Jalen Brown was missing all these games, would you feel that, like, would anybody here feel like, oh, you know, it's Jalen Brown. We're going to wait on him. We know what Jalen can do when he's healthy. Like, nah, Jalen Brown missing all these games every season. Get Jalen up out of here. And I would argue Jalen's better than Brandon. So what does that say about Brandon? So that being the case, nah. You And, and to Five's point, you're consistently losing leverage with this pick. I, I've said it on the show before. Um Initially, when you had this pick, it took I totally agree with Chris. I wouldn't move it just for the sake of moving it. But initially, when you had this pick, it was like, okay, I'm only gonna move. I'm I'm a fringe home court advantage playoff team guy. So I'm from I, I'm operating from a you know, I'm negotiating from strength. Now you're looking like you could potentially be a play-in team if Brandon and or Zion don't return soon. So now you know you're gonna pay the tax on on this pick, or on any in any trade negotiation because you're fighting to make the playoffs. Essentially, who knows how this team's gonna shake out? You know, by the time the deadline comes, yeah, you could win some games and regain leverage, but it's like negotiating one on one. You weren't you weren't as needy before when you were approaching uh, trade negotiations. Now. You're even more needy. You take into account what Gobert went for. You take into account you couldn't move Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes this offseason. Like, take all these things into account. You're not in any, like, better negotiating position. Go ahead. Because I, 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 I guess I just – I don't think we're in any worse either, though. Like, because I, I, like the assets that you were going to move are still the assets you're going to move. And I don't think the team is going to back themselves into a corner of, like, desperation – this year like I don't like I don't see them at the all-star break saying all or nothing like we got it we we gotta make the the conference finals or something put more chips on the table than we would have put on the table anyway I guess that's what I mean I understand what you're saying that because we've played worse that the you know the external air around the team might be that we need you know these guys are gonna come calling so we you know we know they want to do something because they started off so well. Now that we're dropping back a little bit, they you know they can't miss the playoffs. So, but I, I like I, I just I guess in my opinion, what we were going to give up is what we were going to give up, and, and and unless there's some big thing on the table, I, I just don't know that don't know that we're in any worse position for like the type of move that would have happened at the All Star break anyway. But no, uh, I mean, 
to to both of you guys' point, I think there's a little bit of both. We made the trade for CJ. Was that a win now thing, right? Was it a win next season kind of thing, like this current season? Was it that? No, it was within the next couple years, next three to four years, we're trying to hang a banner. I mean, I get it. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad. Again, I think I've said this before. I'm kind of glad that it's happening now. I'm kind of glad they're, they're seeing the holes now because if this was happening, you know, after the All-Star break, it'd be a different discussion, right? It'd be, oh, we're up shit's creek. Dang it, cuss. Um, 25 like, minutes in, it's a new record. Let's spark that uh, one chat, down. 25 chat, minutes in, it's cuss early. It's okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, that's that's my thing, right? And, and to Ross's point, you need somebody that's going to – if you're going to trade for somebody, it needs to be somebody that can go along with – uh, CJ Brandon in in Zion for the next couple of years, not just one year. So Kevin Herter would have been perfect. Goodness gracious! Um, but this this team needs to really look at itself and be like, all right, what are our goals? What do we need to do to get better? How do we? How can we get better without without Brandon and in, in, in Zion? Because this should be an opportunity for for the young guys. And they're not looking at it like that. It's like they're, they're squandering even time that they're playing to even get better. Because you can't tell me within the last 10 games, X guy has gotten substantially better. You can't. I can tell you they've got substantially worse. I, I thought Dyson played his best game of the year today. I really did. I thought so, too, I, I thought, Jerry. I, 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 like, you didn't I, like I that thought, take. I, I thought I, – I really did. I think <laughs> if you go watch the – go watch the Miami game, and I, I know you were at both of them or you watched both of them, but, like, Watch Miami at home versus the way he played today. I thought he was more assertive. Like, he actually dribbled the ball today. Didn't have that, like, totally frantic, like, oh, my God, I'm holding a hot potato in my hand. I got to just do something with it. I, 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 I thought he played better today than he has in the last two weeks. Bro, we're talking, we talking about one game. We are talking about one game. That's what I'm saying. It's, but you just said he hadn't gotten better. Like, so I, I, That's one game. I'm talking about what do you count as better? What are you, He's 19. Well, I, I count one game no, as progress. No, I mean, Devontae Graham had five steals today. Did, did he get better today? <laughs> Devontae Graham? Yeah. Like, no, Devontae Graham's a grown that's, man that's been in the NBA no, for that, seven That's my years. thing, right? That's how we, how are we grading how good people are? Not because they can do things at one time. Jackson Hayes had a great game today too, right? We're not saying – He's gotten better? No, no. And again, yes, he's been in the league. I get it. He's 19 years old. Man, they've all been 19-year-old at one point. They're all going to have ups and downs. What do they do consistently that makes this team good? You can't really tell me what that is because they don't give it to you on a night-to-night basis. That, that's that's the expectation, and I, I understand what you're saying, that it is about consistency. And this is – I mean, I've argued with Chaz about this before. It's well, what are you – like, what are your expectations of a 19-year-old on a playoff team with two and a half superstars on it. Like what, what are, like what were, like what were the expectations of that? Because you can't just say, hang on. You can't just say, well, he's the eighth pick. He's supposed to be doing this. Go look at who nine, 10, 11 and 12 were. No, I'm not. Like, I'm yeah. looking at him. I'm grading him off him. Right. I'm not grading him off, off who's behind him. Right. I, I can do that with Kira. Right. I mean, Kyra, sorry. No, no disrespect. I can do that with Kyra because he's not even playing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Dyson Daniels who is playing right now because this player was, was told to me that he can get to the rim and can, he has a nice floater and he's really good on defense. And, and he's and like, all right, those things are, are good. Can you do them consistently? That's what this league is about. It's a make or miss league. I don't care that you're 19. I do not care that so you're 19 do, years when old. When do you make that evaluation? Cause I could point to, I mean, just a bucket of players that were call it bad for at least half a year, a year, some of them two years. I mean, what like when is like when do you because you're saying a small amount of time consistency? I'm saying we're not even to the all star break of year one. In a perfect situation, I don't even think the dude was really supposed to play this year much. Like you, in in a perfect world, you probably should have gotten time in the G League. And, and then be honest, that and that's that's tough. That you can get drafted eight and they want to ship you to Birmingham. That no, no, it's like that's look at the Warriors, right? Do you think they wanted to send Wiseman to the G League? Yeah, he got drafted too. You think they wanted to send him? That that was a luxury that they could send him to the G League. They didn't want to, but he wasn't playing good enough. And the thing is, Dyson isn't playing good enough. He isn't. I I don't care. This this if this game is an anomaly, let's let's talk about this in five, four to five games. Can he do the, do this consistently? Then I'll change my perspective. But until that happens, once he put once he's putting multiple games together like this, 
then yeah, I'll change it. But not now, because I've seen the, the bad games on multiple occasions and not just the spurt of, of, oh, he does this amazing. Like, all right, yeah, that one time, can he do that again and again and again? No. Let's, let's take a break. Let's go to Company Burger. This is, uh, <laughs> we're on the Company Burger commercial, then we'll go with, uh, I'm here, uh, Chris. And Company Chad. Burger is the official burger of Propel's Talk and Boot Crew Media. Located at 4600 Ferret Street, Company Burger has been locally owned and operated for 11 years. Grind the meat, bake the buns, make the mayo, get the homemade tots. Company Burger uses Creekstone Farms prime beef to create the best burger in the city with milkshakes to go and a full bar. Company Burger is open every day besides Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Can't make it out? No worries, we have you covered. You can order online right now at thecompanyburger.com or check them out on the Toast or Uber Eats app. Company Burger, the official burger of Boot Crew Media. Chris, what did you think of that? Uh, what did you think of that commercial? Commercial. That was, I, I was surprised. I was not. I, <laughs> that, that was really good. That, that, not that, bad, huh? Company Burger, located forty six hundred Fred Street. Chris, do you want to add on to Jared uh, Aras's uh, points there? Because I also have another question for you um, regarding Kyra Lewis. Mm, um, I mean, how I view Dyson Dyson Daniels may not be the same way that Five Aras does necessarily so i mean everybody's perspective in regards to how he's supposed to what he what he's supposed to be doing right now you know it's different i think that um i think mentally like he's processing things a little bit faster and more consistently the only way you can really do that is continuing to play now sure he had a good game today but you know orlando i think he went it was like one for eight or or oh for eight whatever whatever it was but you know here's the thing i feel like in past years when rookies didn't get an opportunity to play and we and we we've seen it before and you get into a situation where year two is almost their rookie year you know we kind of have there's there's been issues with that well dyson's getting an opportunity to one way or another figure this out i look man i think that being he's in a weird spot because i think he is ahead of the curve for most 19 year olds i do um it's not it's not giving this team what they need in the in the process, but it's all about your expectations. I did not expect Dyson Daniels to be very good missing um, superstars. I didn't. I didn't think he was that kind of pick. I think he shines best and he gives you he gives you the most year one because he's not going to be the same player in two years or three years. Right. I think that he gives you the best that he can possibly give you when he's playing around other superior talents that can do things that he can't do right now. He's not a creator. If you're expecting him to create, it's not his thing. If you want him to finish at the rim right now, he's it's clearly not his thing. It wasn't his thing at the G League. So, you know, I mean, I, look, like, okay, we say, Chaz has mentioned before, like, all right, well, you know, I was told that he was a, that he was really great and he was he, he was ready due to his time in the G League. Which one is it? Why, you know, if is he ready or isn't he? I mean, I feel like, yo, I was 24 years old and I was ahead of the curve, I, I think, for a lot of 24-year-olds around me, and I went to jail, you know? So, like, I mean, does that does that take away from, from, from where I was in that moment? No, I had things that I still needed to learn. It was what it was. If we're judging him and we're throwing him completely away after 30 games just because he was the eighth pick, and he's not doing certain things that he wasn't good at when he was in the G League. I mean, that's up to that particular individual. I'm not there with him. I think, you know, if, if we're in a year two and he's still making these same mistakes, all right, we can we, we can discuss it again. We did it with Jackson Hayes. We did it with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But I think you draft a guy like Dyson thinking about the talent that, that's around him while he develops some of those other things, the dribbling, the assertiveness. Well, I, I don't know if you even developed that, but the dribbling – the ability to pass on the move, trying to create contact at the rim, knowing how athletic or unathletic you are and, you know, creating those attempts, forcing contact, all those things, you know, and and until then, I judge him when he's playing around other star talent because that's who I think he is. I don't think he's a Jalen Green. I don't think he's a I don't think he's even even a Jalen Williams. Some of these guys were ready and they were out the gate ready to score like some of if Herb was a professional defender coming out there, other guys that are professional scorers, that's not Dyson. Dyson is a is a today a fill the box score up kind of guy who will maybe get you six points, eight points at best. That's who he is. 
It's all about, I guess, your perspective and what you thought he would do day one. Chaz, I'm going to throw you this question. Um, we've we've talked about this before uh, over the weekend. Uh, a lot of people are a lot of people are getting on Devontae Graham. I'm not saying he's winning or losing you games, okay? But at the end of the day, why is Kyra Lewis not at least getting some of those minutes? It, because at, I just feel like Kyra deserves a little bit of run here. Devontae Graham his last ten games shooting 22 percent from deep. Uh, he, he just hasn't been productive. Is he is he winning us or losing us games? No. But the, like, why can't Kyra get any run? Is, is it because they're trying to build Devontae and Jackson's trade stock, or is it just Coach Green wants to hold on to Devontae Graham because he trusts him more than Kyra? I think um, it's probably. I mean, the more you see Devontae play, probably the lower his trade stock goes. That's what. That's what. Yeah, he, I've been he had, he had to say. a decent effort today, but um, again, to to his credit, I, I think Devontae has played really good defense all year to his credit but um with Kyra maybe they just don't maybe they just not seeing nothing they like with Kyra like we have to put Kyra in context right I'm not one of those people who believe Kyra was ever like figuring it out I'm I'm not one of those people I've been on a record saying that right you can say well you can't get any worse put Kyra in yeah I mean if that's the argument cool but that's really the only argument you have because he couldn't beat out to my Sadoransky could lost a spot to Jose Alvarado. This is like even kind of prior to him being injured. Kyra was not like playing well. He just had this injury, and the injury like allows us to kind of craft this excuse for him. Like, oh, if he didn't get injured, it's like no, he probably wouldn't have been playing. Like, he probably just wasn't that good. Probably he's probably just not that good. And so it's like I would I would have to presume that there's something the staff is seeing or not seeing to where they won't play Kyra in combination with. Um, given DG those minutes, you know, for his trade value or what have you, right? Um, also, when you say play Kyra, I mean, you can give Kyra some run at the two next to Jose, but I, I have to say it's like, yo, whose minutes are Kyra really taking? Like, I got, you know, maybe Devontae Graham, but him and Devontae Graham have different skill sets. Like, you know, it's... Uh, I, I, a lot of undersized guards. There's a lot of undersized guards. It's like, yo, and again, 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 again. Yo, it's like from Dyson to Kyra to Jax, you clearly are bad at developing players. These Like, there's no way you take a guy eighth who can't dribble, shoot, score, or do anything. You have to teach him everything? Like, then why'd you draft them? Like, like, who have you taught anything to? You but say, oh, they point, fixed Herb's jumper. No, they Chaz, didn't fix Herb's jumper. I don't mean that to cut you happen. off. I don't mean to cut you off because you said this beginning of the season. You said yeah. that Dyson's playing major minutes. Either a lot of people are hurt or something's really wrong. Yeah, we suck or he's so good you have to play him. But the thing I always said with that was two out of the three of those things were bad, right? So it's like – and it's not about Dyson. It's not about Kyra. It's not even about uh, Trey. It's about the eighth pick, your 13th pick, and the 13th pick. When I see a guy like Kevin Herter over there shooting 43% from the three, when I see other guys who are available, when you had the opportunity to swap Lonzo for Laurie Markin, and you had you just had several opportunities to like get actual talent, not guys that are gonna like I gotta wait to Dyson on his second contract for him to learn how to dribble. Like what kind of like what who like what kind of stuff is this? Like what did you see that made you say, "Yo, that's what's missing right there." We need a guy that can't do anything but defend. It's like you could you could get that anywhere. Or Kyra, we just need a guy that's fast. He can't do anything but he's fast. Or like or Jax, he can't do anything but run and jump. It's like what? That's why I don't blame Brandon. I don't blame Devontae Graham. I don't blame Zion. I I, don't, I blame Willie even to a lesser degree. I blame Trajan Langdon and David Griffin's lack of talent evaluation in the first round, and you keep drafting these guys that you have to develop when you know you can't develop them. That's who I blame. I'm going to get to you five in a second, but I, I keep looking at this draft class, and you miss out on Cole Anthony. You miss out on Sadiq Bay. Miss out on Cole Anthony and Sadiq Bay. Like, th- there's those two teams – First off, okay, what I, are you? No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Because this just drives me nuts. Because I'm not sitting here saying that the guys that we have are, are all stars or something. 
Go look at the guys drafted after they were drafted on worst team, clearly worst teams across the board. Tyrese Maxey. Tw- 15 picks later, Justin. Tyrese Maxey was do drafted that. 21. And, okay, then everyone, 20 teams in the league missed him. 20 teams in the league missed him. Peyton you Pritchard. can't do that. He's terrible. He's an average player. Cole Anthony can't take over a starting spot for a team that like would let Chaz play point guard for the last three years if they could. Like, Sadiq Bey, the Pistons are not even quietly shopping him. They're openly shopping him. Like, hey, if somebody will give us a first, he is yours. You can't, you can't cherry pick the draft. And this is why, like, I, I, dis- I disagree with a lot of, of what Chaz says about our players and, and, and how they should be playing and how they're being developed and what should we should do. The one thing you can't disagree with him on is, like, this is the risk of, of, dra- of, first, of the first round. This is the risk. Going into it, what like, Chaz is saying is that we're not good in the first round, so why do we have all these first round yeah, picks, anyways? And what I'm saying is, is that nobody is, nobody's good in the first round, and and so it's like, I, like yes, it's easy to pick on it and say like, oh well, the, you know, yeah, we're not doing this, that, and the other, and I just just go look at the guys drafted after; they're all drafted to worse teams. A lot of them can't even play for worse teams. But wrong. So you're saying like, at least our so- guys are playing. Like we feel decent enough about them to be like maybe by injury or maybe otherwise, right? But like at least our guys are playing. That at least tells me like. There's something, there's like something there. Like, yeah, and it might take longer. Maybe they never get there, but like, it, this is the risk of the draft. And if, and if you don't, and I think we're at a point now where like, yeah, we probably don't need to wear, like, take the risk anymore with the draft. Like, because we, we have enough stuff going on. Like, this is the whole point. And I agree with Chaz in the offseason. Like, you got to package all this stuff up in the offseason and go get like somebody who's going to help next year, the year after year. I, like, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. But I think to just keep beating us down over like, well, you took Dyson eight, and you took Trey sixteen. Well, like, go look at them versus the dudes taken right after them. Ross, let, who can the I hell ask you, were they supposed to take? Like, what? Ross, can I ask you two questions? Yes. First question, right? What organization has ever started off with more than the New Orleans Pelicans? What do you mean? I don't, I don't know that I follow the question. What, what franchise started, started off, off with, with more the, than us? Yeah, number one pick, two number two picks, right? Three, the number four pick, the number eight pick, the number thirteen pick, and the number thirteen pick, and have man and have are in position to be a playoff play in team this year. And the second question would be, um, God, I kind of forgot the second question. <laughs> Wait, and the second question would be, okay, why do we want? We don't want to be like every other team. We want to be good. I don't care what every other team fails at. I want to win. So why would I care what the other 20 teams do? I want to be good. So, like, if I have this gluttony of riches in this treasure chest and I want to be – I want to have a champion. Like, Zion came into the league top 20 player. Like, the guy's mm-hmm. that talented. Second year, top 10 player. Third year, he gets hurt. Brandon, most improved player, but he's a number two pick. Lonzo, number two pick. You strike goal in the second round. And, but you keep missing in the first round. Like, Jackson Hayes – wasn't even playable last year until, you know, injuries. This year, Jackson Hayes wouldn't be playing again until injuries. Kyra can't get on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Murphy benched for Gary Clark last year. Uh, what's the guy? Jared Harper playing over uh, uh, Kyra last year. I think that was even before Kyra got hurt. It's just like he can't beat out Thomas Adoransky. It's just like our evaluation. We, we're like the Kings. We wouldn't make fun of the Kings if the Kings were this bad at drafting players. When they drafted Willie Cauley-Stein, Marvin Bagley, all these guys who just, you know, a, a quote-unquote bust, we wouldn't make fun of the Kings. So since it's us, we can't just give us all this benefit of the doubt. It's like this front office is failing to some degree. Yeah, and I, look, I, I won't – I'm not giving us the benefit of the doubt, first off. Um, I, I think that – it's easy to play like Monday morning quarterback with the draft. Like it's easy to, I mean, how many teams are sitting there saying, poof, man, it'd have been nice to have Jose Alvarado. He didn't even get drafted. Like he, he could, he could soak up 15 minutes a night for us. It'd be nice if, if we'd have taken Herb Jones, he probably could have slotted in as a defensive specialist for us. Like it's just, you can do that with, with I mean, every team could do that. And it's, I, and that's why I agree with you. It's the, like, this is the risk with the draft. And I don't like, I don't think we should be exposing ourselves to the draft too much moving forward. But to kind of go back to your previous, uh, what I I think was your first question was, I can't answer that because the guys that we have drafted, in my opinion, were drafted to be around 
our two superstars who never play. Like we drafted Trey Murphy because in theory, his elite three point shooting should have been ideal next to Zion and Brandon, as he continued to grow and, and develop the other parts of his game. Like we drafted a skill set there. Like he still shoots the hell out of it. Like he's still like a, an above average three point shooter. since he's come in the league. We drafted Herb Jones as a defender. We drafted Dyson Daniels as like a connector and another defender. Like, so it's hard for me to sit here and, like totally Monday morning quarterback the draft and and criticize every one of these players down to like a fault because the two things that we put that were in place the the centerpiece the foundation it crumbles every time like we don't we haven't had a chance to to really really look at that and see how these guys develop around them now you know I mean I don't I mean were they the best player available I don't know I can go back and look at all of them but it's it's hard whenever the the main stuff isn't here. Let's let let's let Jared get in here. He's been waiting patiently. Yeah, uh, Justin, you're gonna like this one. We keep drafting like this. These skill sets. We're not drafting players. Like I'm tired of. Oh, but this is what he's good at. No, can you play basketball? Can you can you be an overall basketball player and yeah. affect the game mm-hmm. yeah. in multiple ways and not just one? You know me too well. Yeah, like forget forget that Trey Murphy is a shooter. <laughs> like no, can you? Oh, they're gonna close out on you hard. Okay, pump fake. Let's get to the rack. Or let's pull up. Can you can you be in situations where you know the ball may be in your hands and you okay, you're not used to playing point or or two guard. No, do something, do something with the rock. You know, for Dyson, right? Yeah, you're you're pro you're a, a point guard, but you know, let's try to get to the rack, not just pass the ball when you're on a fast break. Let's look at the rim. Let's look to, to like finish. Yeah, two on one break. Like, like don't okay, give it up. Like, yeah, if they don't commit, like let's go get a layup. No, we have skill set we we're like lebron like he wants people around him that fill gaps no we we want basketball players i think we should want basketball players at the end of the day i'm not saying that they're not again there's no disrespect i'm just saying at some point in time like the the ideal spot for you should go out the window and you should play basketball it's it's hard to blame the draft and i'm not trying to be a jerk i'm really not but i just Trey Mann, Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, Forget that. Isaiah Ross, Jackson. Ross. But these are the. But listen, listen. But go listen. get go go get, get people that already are Ooh. already in the NBA. Okay, that can right. go play basketball. All right. Forget I the picks. Agree. I agree. Forget the picks. Then like, that's right. what I, that's what I mean. I think. Yeah, that, that's that's my point as well. Yeah, okay, just trade the no, let, me finish this. let me finish this. That's what my problem is. I think the Pelicans are more reactive than proactive when it comes to this. They're a year late when it, when you're talking about going to get somebody to add to this team rather than dr- drafting Dyson Daniels. Like, all right, cool. He's a good player. He can play. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, you need somebody that, that's an actual player and not just good at a couple different things that you got to own their skills to a certain level. Like, no, you want to win now because C.J. McCollum said before a, a basketball was ever dribbled in New Orleans this season that they wanted to hang a banner. So I'm judging you guys based off of what that was. Can mm-hmm. you hang a banner? All right, cool. So I'm going to talk about you as if that that's what you want to do. You need basketball players. These these skill sets don't mean shit if they don't if they don't coincide with winning. They don't. No, I I I, I totally agree with you. I think I mean in, in yeah. I I don't disagree with that. I like I said it's it's hard to I just don't want to keep harping on the draft cuz like all the guys that's, all the guys stink. Like they all stink. Um <laughs> Let's, let me get Chris in here. Chris, um, let's talk about Trey Murphy. Uh, Trey's been struggling a little bit from deep, uh, shooting 30% from his last 10 games. Oh, yeah, I thought he was a little more aggressive today uh, and has been the past couple games. But as they've been saying, does Trey need Zion and Brandon in order to be successful, I guess, this year and then moving forward? Or can he take it to the next level? Because I'm waiting for him. This is a perfect spot without Brandon Zion for him to elevate right to that next level. And I haven't really seen it yet. Uh, is that something we should be waiting on? Or should we still be waiting for him to play off Zion and Brandon? I mean, I guess what to you, what would, what would it be without Brandon and Zion? What would Trey Murphy taking it to the next level look like? I think Jared will answer for shoot me. the damn ball as much as like bro, I hunt your shot. I, I hunt your yeah. shot. Yeah, that's, that's not his game, but that that's not realistic. <laughs> I agree. That's that's not realistic. Again, bro, we living we we're living we're living in fantasy. Okay, all right. So 
Devontae Graham. We want Devontae Graham to be to be a pick and roll passer. If Devontae yeah. Graham decided tomorrow that I am going to run the pick and roll I, and I am going to, to, to actively try to become a distributor, we'd say, that's not your game, bro. We'd say, play your game. Well, we not. But does Devontae, Graham, Devontae Graham is like, what, year five, year six, right? You, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Yes, yes, I can. Because I want to know who Trey Murphy is. He was also is. the number 34 overall pick. Like, I want to know who Trey Murphy is, right? I want to see I want to see that. Like, I want to see you put up. I want you to get the misses out, bro. I want to see. You want to know who he is a year and a half into his Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I do. Five. Yes, if if you would you be would you be okay with that? Would you be okay with someone with someone judging you or someone you love a year and a half into their life doing that's, something that's, insane? I'm talking about basketball, man. I'm talking okay, about no, but, but look, but but dog, I mean this is, this we is, said we talking about skill sets, right? In the NBA, a lot of drafts after like the top five, a lot of skill sets are drafted. You know what a good basketball players, the ones that we say, damn, how did they end up? They end up going on. Undrafted, they end up going in the second round because that's not what these people want to draft. They draft skills. They, do you think? Do you think when you when you look at Jalen Green, do you say good talent or really good basketball player? Good talent. Second overall pick. What happened there? Like I, I mean, I, you know what? And I, and I, I get it because I share I, I share those frustrations, bro. But 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 what? Like I just I'm just all, all I'm saying is there's going to be a point in time when. He's going to be in the playoffs, and it's going to be Brandon. It's going to be Zion. Yeah. It's going to be CJ, and and the ball is going to be. It's going to be required for him to shoot fucking fifteen threes. Like, you don't think he will? No, I don't know. Fifteen mm. is a lot, but I, I see what you're. Maybe over exaggerate, but like it's eight to able, ten. Yeah, and I want to be able to be like I seen this already. Yeah, I already know what this is about to be. Like, okay, you're going to let Trey Murphy shoot? Cool. And I don't care if he misses. I just want to see you shoot it. I shoot, get that. Shoot, like, overshoot it. Because that's that's what that's what the good players do. J.J. Reddick said he shot umpteen effing shots every Sunday morning. Like, bro, be over. 320 to be exact. 342, that's what he said. Uh, 342, yeah, that's what it was. Like, yeah, be that obsessive about it that when, when, Zion, when, when Zion and Brandon come back, it doesn't matter if the hand's in your face. Because you've seen it already when they're not there. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not again. I just think the dude can be really effing good. Just I see, okay. And we do we do share that. I mean, because to be fair, but we we'll pick apart any player, every player, right? I mean, from our as we should from our perspective, it, it's like okay, I'm with you there. I I just he's better than he was last year, bro. He's better than he was last year. You know what's funny? He's averaging 50. Oh, listen, we, want, we want Kevin Herter. We say we want Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, right now, okay. Not only is Trey 17th currently in true in true shooting, okay? Seventh mm-hmm. in true shooting when everybody that was drafted after him is nowhere close. I'm still harping on the fact that year two for a dude that's only played this play. Just over 100 games is almost – it's right there at 50, 40, 90. Kevin Herter is averaging 15 points a game. Shout out to Kevin Herter. What year is he in? I don't remember. They should have traded for him. They should have had him on the team. But we can't compare him to Trey Murphy, can we? No, He's no, no, no. He's what, four more minutes than him is averaging what? I want them both on the same game? team. I want them both. 2018 for Kevin. Yes, yes, which is why they should they should add to this team 100%. But where is this – I don't get the Trey Mur- – I, I don't get – Trey Murphy not being a good basketball player. Oh no, can no, I say this? Can I say no, not you. Okay. Not you. He knows who I'm talking to. I don't get Trey Murphy not being a, a good basketball player. 50, 40, 90 in any world. Okay, he needs to be better defensively. That's not a good bat. Ben Matherin is a better offensive player than Trey right now. He is 10 times worse than Trey defending and can't dribble. If you if you bring the ball, if you give him a clear lane, would you rather him? We talked about J.J. Redick as an all-time great shooter. It took J.J. Redick seven years in the league before he ever took as many shots in a game as Trey Murphy this year. That was a different league. That was a totally different league. Let me get Chaz in here. I'll say this to to Files' point. I'm like, because I've heard you say that and I heard Ross say it as far as Trey's better this year. We didn't even see Trey last year. So he could be the exact same. Honestly, when I see Trey this year, 
He looks like the exact same guy who saved Willie Green Chaz, several you times that, this year. You don't believe Yo, that? Ain't no way you believe that. Yeah, he looks like a good shooter, and he can dunk. Now, I will say he regressed as a rebounder because the guy who I thought Trey would ascend to, I haven't seen that guy yet, but I thought Trey was a really good rebounder who could shoot and dunk. I knew, I, I just didn't think he could do anything else. You don't. But, you think he's the same exact player from last year? I didn't see enough of him last year. I like. I only saw Trey in like twenty games last from year. From what you saw, though, period. I mean, from what you oh, saw, now, you think for, he's the same playoffs saw, included. He's the same exact player. In my in my opinion, yeah. I I, can, I don't really. I can't really point to anything he's improved at. Like, and I feel like this: if you do one thing well, because Trey does one thing well, you need to do it extremely well. And you I need take, to know. You take five shots. You take five shots a game. You're averaging what? It's, it is still 40% on like 5.6 shots a game. Five, you three. Got, yeah. Bro, it's almost, you, you got to do – Because my, my thing with Trey is this. I always thought, well, Trey ain't never going to reach his ceiling on this team because he'll never have the opportunity to create with Zion. But it's like now you got the opportunity. You just can't do it. You just don't have those skills. Like you just like again, you're six ten. You don't shoot contested jumpers. Now, what's the difference between you being six ten? Devontae Graham shoots contested jumpers, and he's five ten, five eleven. What's the point of you being six ten? Like, he's what? averaging nine shots a game. By the way, now he's averaging how many threes? Five. I'm five curious how many people, right. how many people in the league averaging at least twenty nine minutes are shooting a ridiculous amount more threes than Trey Murphy. Uh, they all have to be good shooters to shoot. That's what I'm curious about. If you're telling me. And, 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 and we all, I all would like him. Like we all would like him to shoot more, to shoot more threes. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask him to turn him into bad shots if I know he can't shoot them. No, no, I well, am, I am. I'm, <laughs> we're talking, but, but hold up, we're talking about without Brandon and Zion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we talk about Brandon and Zion. I, I think we've lost the context of the conversation. Shoot the bad ones. I exactly. I shoot them. Shoot them. No, no, there's I just want you to get this this point like, across. Shoot those. Like I, we see CJ struggling a little bit, right? Like he looks tired. And, and I think this is the whole point where we're all lost at is with, with Trey. I want to see him shoot the back. Like I want to see him push the envelope. I want to go see him hunt his own shot. Um, and someone even tweeted us today, why don't why don't plays get run for Trey Murphy? Uh I kind of disagree with that, but I, I would have liked to seen like that last that last set, like I, I would like to seen Trey maybe get a look there, or just be involved in it, or be involved in the action, right? Yeah. And, and, and like that, like I, I forget who the guy, uh, who the Twitter handle was, um, but I mean, I don't know. Who, we're kind of like lost here, but whoever wants to go, uh, no, I'll go. All right, <laughs> go so ahead. My, my my thing about Trey, bro. Yeah, shoot the bad ones right now. There's there's no reaper. It's like there's no repercussions for anything you do right now. None. So why? Who cares exactly. if you miss? Who cares if you're 50, 40, 90 right now? Because that, that does not. But, but yes, it's he like can. No, it's no, like no, can. You can say that you want that. You don't know that Willie Green no. and them are in there saying, hey, you, hey, hoist it. Man, hand in right. your face. Hoist. You can't say that. All right. Let yeah. that dude go 0 for 6 with a hand in his face on yes. bad shots. Yes. And, and Willie Green, it will sit him on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. he won't. Not right, right now. He because, won't. He has got no he, choice. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have a choice. There aren't no, any other options in trade. Can I throw a stat here? Can I th this is the stat that pisses me off. Against Orlando, when they lost by thirteen, scored nineteen <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Jose Alvarado had eleven three point attempts, and Trey Murphy had four. But what's That's he supposed the problem, to tell? Like, what? Then go tell Jose. Hey, hey, you can't. No, you got to no, give it to Trey. No, 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 no. Ross, no, come no, on. No, I, no. I respect your basketball opinion way more than what you're giving no. me tonight. I respect no. it way more than what you're giving me. I'm never because no. you know the way I play. I'm never going to come in here. Play. I'm never going to come in here and vouch for for somebody saying, "Hey, I want you playing outside of your skill set and taking bad shots." Outside like, of your skill set, crazy. His skill set is shooting. He's supposed to shoot. No, his skill set. His skill set when he came in the league is three point shooting, wide open jumpers. It had to be. They had right, to be Ross. completely wide open though. It's got to be that. Like oh, I, I feel like he's taken a step, a, a small step, this year from just being nah, able to spread the floor nah. as a Duncan Robinson type. Hey, stand out there and spread it as far as you can. He's done a little more yeah. off the dribble. Like if y'all don't agree with that, then I'm. We don't even have to argue. We just agree Dun to disagree. Duncan moved a lot. Disagree to disagree. That's we, like, we like to, I'm not gonna agree with you. you oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, right. You don't have to. Uh, a lot of people will. Cam Johnson. <laughs> that's fine. A lot of people don't too. That's fine too. I don't like them. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> right. You like to compare this team to Phoenix and how how things are run. 
right? Cam Cam Johnson's always throwing out is like Trey's like yeah. counterpart, right? His, his count, yeah. Right. Dog, you see Cam Johnson play basketball? You yeah, ever man. like dudes shooting anytime, any glimpse. That's what I want from Trey. If it's a glimpse of air, pull. Pull because eventually it's going to be like that. It's going to be tight situations where it's close. And, and I don't care about his numbers. That doesn't affect how I view him. His numbers are, not, of course, Cam is not going to be 50, 40, 90. But if you watch if you watch the last game, I think it was the last uh, national TV game that Phoenix just played. Cam Justin just came back. DeAndre Ayton said, if it's not if Cam's on the court, it's a different feeling because mm-hmm. everything's spaced out. And I would love for trade to have that effect on this team. And what's funny about Cam Johnson is he shot 39% his rookie year, 34% his second year. Do you think he was better his first year or second year? Personally, me? Obviously, his first year. You think he was? I think he was better. I thought last year. I thought he was getting a max last year. Fourth year. Well, I went from his rookie year. He's drafted. Oh, I'm talking about about last year. My bad. Last year, he was unbelievable. He was incredible. I was saying his rookie. This is his fourth year. His rookie season went 39, 34. Now he's shooting 42 and 42. So Trey Murphy's. Already exceeded that his first two years from Cam, if, if Cam Johnson. But Jared, I agree with you. I think that I think Trey Murphy, and the reason why I think this is that I think that he the right, he can be really good. And we've seen him work on his his dribbling in the offseason and things like that. But I want to see it from practice to the game. I haven't seen that just yet. But Chris, back to the original question here, closes out. His last 10 games, he's struggling a little bit. Do you think that Trey um is missing a little bit of Zion and Brandon. Well, not necessarily Brandon, but but Zion, Zion. Uh, especially because he doesn't like to shoot contested shots and things like that. Do you think he's missing him a little bit? He he enjoys at this stage of, of his career. Who knows how long this will last? But he enjoys, like I think his like all of, all of his best his the best lineups with Trey Murphy have Zion in them. And I mean, yeah. I'm sure that's the, that's the same for a lot of different players, but. His skill set works best with people that can create, that can allow him to do pretty much what he is right now. A shooter that can attack closeouts every now and then. He'll, you know, he'll go to the rim. And if it's not a dunk, pump fake and try to get to the free throw line. Uh, you know, I mean, I would love to see a lot, a lot more than that. You know, but I think right now that's what he is. A really good three-point shooter and a dude that, that can attack um Hard closeouts, whether that be getting to the free throw line, dunking the ball, or finding it on, on an extra passer, and Zion allows him to do that because the coverage is different. That's just where he is right now. Because that's a that's a great point you made. Um, because he's the second best free throw shooter in the entire league, and that's why I want him to go just downhill at all times because he can get six to eight points from the free throw line. That's all I'm saying. And I think Trey has a great opportunity. First off, he's a great kid. I think that he. He has a great future. I just want to see a little bit more from him. Um, and defensively, yeah, Ross, you mentioned he's gotten a little bit better. Uh, he's, I like to see him rebound a little more, but he—he's going to get there. Oh, I know God. they've lost. I know. I, listen, it, it's bleak right now. They've lost seven of the last nine uh, without Brandon yeah. Zion. Um, we'll go Chaz and then and then Ross. You can close this up. Is it? I, I didn't know. What was the, what's the question? We talking about? <laughs> Maybe a oh, thought. I don't know. Oh, Maybe, I, I yeah, didn't, want to, I didn't want to put the birdsaw commercial in there just yet after that, but I figured you could. <laughs> oh, look, at the end of the stuff. day, man, no front office has been gifted more than this front office. You keep you keep fumbling the ball. Keep fumbling the ball. Some of it's your fault. Some of it's not your fault. Going into this year, you know who these two guys are. You know who these two guys are because you was ready to trade one this offseason. And the other one, you wasn't even sure he was coming back. So you know these two guys can't be trusted to stay on the court. You had the assets to do something. You sat on your hands and you did nothing. Now you look like a stupid team or a stupid front office that did nothing. The Kings have passed you up. The Grizzlies look great. They they are an acquisition away from being a perennial Western Conference Finals contender. And look at you in year four with the number one pick, a gluttony of assets and Brandon Ingram, and you're still fighting for a playoff position, play in position rather. Correct a course, get rid of all of your first round picks, and let's get some talented players who can help you win now. That's a little heavy. Ross, close, <laughs> close it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look. I, I, he makes a good point there. I think the you know the one thing that we haven't really talked about much, and I, I mean, it sort of gets skirted around, is that like doing something. It, 
it's kind of a necessary evil, I think, from where you are right now. Because when you look at the the other side of this coin is a salary cap. Like you need those first round picks to a certain extent, or you need cheap labor. Um, because uh, I mean, I don't have the number like on the top of my head, but it's got to be probably 120 million on the books next year for Zion, Chaz, BI, Chaz, CJ, um, and JV. If you those four, what yeah, is it's close? 117, 100. It got to be 120. Something yeah. like that. You're, you're close because yeah, so um, like you, that's you know. that's four dudes. Like you got to fill out the rest of the roster somehow, and it, it can't be you know unless one of those guys or two of them are coming off, then you just there's only so much you can do. I don't know if Gail Benson is paying you know what what if how deep she wants to uh, cut a check at the end of every year for for going over the tax. But it's an expensive <laughs> roster, and it, with, if Brandon or somebody doesn't go, then you've got to work on the periphery with first round picks and and. And and being smart with your money because it you know there's just only so much out there. Listen, David Griffith did say when we're ready to make the move, Gail Benson is ready to make it. You know, make that check, cut that check in the luxury tax. I mean, the move has to happen here in the next either All Star break or next or in this we'll offseason. We'll I, I I just then there's no better other time. Like there's no better time to make the move than either now in the offseason. So, um, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner, Boo Crew Media, Chris Connor. Jarrett, as alone as five, Ross and Chaz. Before we get off, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Of course, I missed that. Uh, I missed that. I always got to do it in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I, always, I always mess that up. But before we get off, uh, let's hear from our friends at Birdsaw Law Firm. This podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. Birdsaw Law Firm is a family practice that has been a staple in the greater New Orleans area since 1963. Specializing in automobile accidents and slip and falls for the past 60 years, you can trust the Birdsaw Law Firm to handle your claim professionally while treating you like family in the process. The Birdsaw Law Firm is located at 918 Poitier Street near the Superdome. Give them a call today at 504-523-5413 or message them on Instagram if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Be sure to mention Boot Crew Media sent you to get your free consultation today. Once again, you can reach them at 504-523-5413. One three, uh, Chris Connor, five, Chaz and Ross. We're signing off before we get off. I do want to say congratulations to Lido. Um, he will soon be a father. I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast uh, before that. So, congratulations, Lido, Father Lido. Round of applause to you. Welcome to the welcome to the family. So, uh, we will see y'all. They got Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, we'll see y'all Tuesday night for the recap. See y'all later.